Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. Guess what time it is? It's time for the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast, aka Service Marketing Podcast, aka Marketing Podcast, aka a little bit of entertainment, hopefully. Have you been? Had a good week, I hope. Had a good weekend, spent time with family, loved ones, had some good food, enjoyed life. Vida loca, crazy life. So, been busy around here. We, uh, we as in me, you ever talk about yourself in the third person? It's interesting. Um, it's just, it's kind of a bizarre concept, but, uh, now we're, uh, we as in me going to take a couple days off Wednesday afternoon next week, um, through Saturday. I'm going to take four days, well, three days technically, cause I'll be almost working on Wednesday, but, uh, going up to a place called Rensport. It's a once every two or four year Porsche factory celebration. Uh, they usually have it on the West coast at Laguna Seca or Weather Sport, Weather Craft, I forget what it's called now, Raceway. Um, kick at one of the best racetracks if you ever get a chance to check it out, at least in the United States. Go to Europe, I mean, they've got us trounced, but but that's one of our gems. Um, so yeah, going to head up there, going to, uh, I'm not going to be doing any racing, just going to support some friends that are going to be there and Enjoy the mark, probably take a lot of photos and some bids. Just have a good time. Just relax. Just detach from dense. Let the let the digits and the limbs rest. Let the mind hopefully detox, you know. Mental health is some would say is every bit, if not more important than physical. So that'll be good just to hit the reset button, you know, on my Wi Fi and my brain. You know, reset my brain Wi Fi. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um this last week and the wife and I, we don't normally see theater stuff. We're not high society, pinky in the corner of the mouth kind of thing, you know. But um, I got to say, our, our neighbor who refers us a lot of work, she, her and her husband uh, have season tickets to this little theater. And I'm talking little, you know, holds like 50 people or something. Um, and it was entertaining. It really was. I, my daughter's like, Dad, you're going to bring in a, an iPod. Or a, a little ear pod so you can pop in like a, you know, a, a murder podcast or something. Listen, because you're going to be bored out of your mind. And it started off a little flat, but then it really hit stride. These actors worked their asses off. Good writing. There was some laughs. It, it was worthwhile. It really was. So what am I, why am I saying this? Like we talked about getting out living life. Why not? Are you too good for the theater? I know it sounds a little weird. You know, you might be thinking, you know, seen a movie, right, Brian? You went and saw, you know, the new Raiders, right? No, this was actually live theater, you know, which is, like I said, it's not really my thing. I guess I'm not cultured in that way. I wasn't raised that way, but I'm open-minded. And what do they say? They say your brain stays the youngest by learning and doing new things. So there you go. I got younger this weekend. Um, but yeah, that was kind of cool. So... Um, onto the podcast. And for those of you that have never listened or been here, welcome. We, we appreciate you giving us a, a trial. I hope I earn your respect and your ears. Um, 
And at any time, if anybody has any comments, please leave them wherever you, you catch your podcast or you can send them directly to me. It'd be better if you left, left comments uh, either in Facebook on the group page, Million Dollar PDR Podcast, or on our Instagram at Denko PDR because that helps actually get the algorithm. So then I can get more uh, eyeballs and we can do better things. Um, so that anyway. Um, so welcome. We talk all things uh, service marketing. We talk a lot about PDR, which is paint and stamp repair. We talk, you know, customers. We talk about pricing, how to make more money, and how to make a, a business asset that's worth selling. You know, sell that ass, as I like to say. Asset. Um, so anywho, uh, saw a post on Paul Corden's uh, pricing um, PD, PDR page. I forget what he calls it, but look up. Paul Corden, definitely worth a follow um, on Facebook. And Bryce has went out, and, he, and he'll usually cross-post along um, amongst all, almost all the bigger PDR-related um, pages. Bryce Kelly, that is. He's kind of the, one of the big dent guy leaders in our industry. And when I say big dent guys, I mean, he's technically very sound, but he also, the, the thing that I don't see a lot of people talk about with Bryce, and we're hoping to have him on, him and I messaged each other uh, a week or so ago. I'm going to re- reach back out to him today and try to ink a date. Um, and this would be great to talk about. But I, a couple other things. First of all, he's, a, he's an excellent musician, and I'm sure it's a passion of his. So I, I definitely want to talk a little bit about that. Not too much, because even though I'm into music and he's into music, I don't think most people into PDR are, at least not as far as performing it. So, um, but I, what I'm trying to get to is he's actually an excellent marketer, um, which is what this podcast is about. We wouldn't know anything about Bryce if he wasn't a good marketer, even though his repairs are great. It's if the biggest tree fell in the forest, who's going to know unless somebody promotes it, right? <laughs> somebody markets it. All the other trees get together and advertise. Did you see that big tree? Then all of a sudden we hear about it, right? So, so any Hooters. So yeah, we're gonna get him on, but he—that's and I—I I speak from a little bit of secondary, uh, seven shades of Kevin Bacon experience because a buddy of mine, like I've mentioned before, Ibrahim, actually attended Bryce's advanced class, and although yeah, he learned a few things technically, it really was the marketing that he's like, you know what, this is the stuff that made made the money worthwhile. And I think maybe it was like seven grand or something. I can't remember what Bryce charged him, um, but. And to some, that probably sounds like a lot. To some, that sounds like a, a, a deal, which t- that would be me, my hand in the air. Um, it just depends on what you can get out of something, right? If if a class costs $100,000, but you were guaranteed to make a million, what does it matter? Go finance that shit if you don't have hundred k in your couch seats, you know, your couch uh, cushions. You know, just dig it out of the piggy bank. Go break that big-ass piggy bank and drop hundred k. I would. You know, if you could put a dollar into a machine and get five out or get two out or a buck fifty, that's a perpetual money machine. You're going to you're going to feed that machine. Well, Bryce for seven grand helped my buddy out and he's made a lot more money, a lot more money spending that kind of man with Bryce Kelly. So anyway, and I guess technically, indirectly, we kind of compete, even though he's East Coast, I'm West Coast, East Coast, West Coast. We we both do training. We both talk about marketing a little bit, although I don't know. I don't. I, I think he's more talks more about the process and lets that let lets the process do the marketing for him in some sense, um, which is powerful and it does work to an extent. But and that's more for the customer, which is fine. 
you know, I do this partly for the customer, mostly for street cred for our training. So that's that's the reason behind the podcast. People might be saying, well, why does Brian even do this? I do it because, I, A, I enjoy it, and it, the research teaches me more stuff for my own benefit. Yeah, I can be a little selfish. And for those that my competitors, not like Bryce, but I've got one or two evil competitors that try to scare people from us and say that we don't know what we're talking about or we're some sort of scam. Well, this just legitimizes us. It, 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 helps, it helps people realize and connect with us and say, okay, you know what? Over the last 31 years, this dude knows a couple things, you know, and I try to share that knowledge too. It's just, I think everybody should give back. Once you put the time in, I think there's nothing better than giving back to help the industry because there's been a few select people that have helped me over the years and I'm appreciative and I, I, I feel obligated. So anyway, that's where we're at. So let's move on. Enough of this rambling, Brian. Get back on the main highway, all right? Get off that dirt road. All right, you got it. I'm back on. So we're going to talk today, we're going to talk about the five-figure dent repairs. Like I said, Bryce just posted up one. I think it's maybe around 11 or 12 grand. It was on a Porsche. Um, five figure, I, I'm saying that five-figure dent repairs are the new four-figure. You know, when they say uh, 50 is the new 40 or whatever, well, five's the new, five's the, or four's the new five. No, five's the new four. There we go. So I think a lot of people are still blown away. You can get, you know, X, you know, four, four-figure dents. Well, there's five-figure dents out there, guys, and I'm not talking about hail. I'm talking about single-incident, you know, PDR, you know, or combo repairs for sure. So we'll get into the why, the how, the where, et cetera. You know, we'll talk about customer pay. We'll talk about car, car hacks or car acts or car facts, if you want to call it, you know. And we'll talk about the math, you know, what people, you know, their education, because that really ties into it, what they know about it, not like they're, Oh, did they go to college? No, I'm talking about are they educated with the process and the value, you know, the repair process overall. A lot of people don't get it. Most people, if you're in our industry, you know what I'm talking about. You get people come up, they have no clue what, what modern day auto body runs, you know, and costs and the time. And guess what? Just like everything else, just like a gallon of milk and a gallon of gas. Well, a gallon of auto body costs a crap ton of money now, doesn't it, kids? That's right. You're probably trying to figure out what exactly is a gallon of auto body. You know, you know what I'm talking about, figuratively, not literally. Although a gallon of auto body can be had in the form of filler, aka when we're doing the Amazon Crush vans, and I feel like we just go down the side and fix the washboard up. Yeah, we might be using gallons, literally a gallon of auto body. But anyway, we can recap. We had a Maybach this week. Probably only the second or third Maybach I've repaired. I'm bummed because this this super legit. Baller, Baller Plus Plus uh, customer uh, relocated to Scottsdale, hopefully temporarily. But oh my God, he's the guy. If you follow me at all, I did his Ferrari Roma. I've done X7 for him, a couple G wagons, freaking Aston Martin. This guy balls and he balls hard. Love this guy. Class. He was the quick story was he was out here for a charity event in Orange County, Huntington, at a really nice hotel. And somehow, some way, somebody backed into his Maybach, and it looked like an exhaust because not only did they damage his bumper, but they melted it a little bit. So how else would you melt a bumper? You know, it had to be something hot like the exhaust tip. So he he's OCD, had to get it fixed immediately. He dropped it off, Ubered back to the hotel for the conference before he went back out to Scottsdale with the family, and we carved into into our work and charged a premium for it. And he didn't mind. 
and I'm, I'm talking premium. I'm not going to, definitely four figures once again. Um, but yeah, it was cool working on the Mybox. Super nice car. Um, we had a Macan e-bike damage. I don't know if you guys are seeing e-bike damages a lot. We are out here. Fatalities and the whole thing. It, it's a, it's an industry run wild. I'm jealous. I'm so jelly of these kids. I wish when I was 10, 11, 12, up to 15, maybe even 16, if I had an e-bike. Think about it. Your parents didn't have time to run you, run you across town to your buddy's house. Well, you ain't going to see your buddy. Not nowadays. Nowadays, so you know what? I'm going to go see all my buddies in town. You know, there's all these little networks of little roads and bike paths they're taking and, and hills and shit. And it's just, they got the e-bikes. They're little little gangsters, man. These guys are doing wheelies in the middle of the road. Well, anyway, it's got out of hand. It's not policed. And these little biker gangs, they're running into cars constantly, and cars are running into them. So, yeah, we had a Macan. It was just under two Gs. It, the damage was extensive. And I don't know about you guys, if you've ever worked on a Macan door, lots of braces. Not fun. The metal and the paint's great. The braces, not a big fan. Not a big fan. So, anyway, that was, that was a really good profit uh, center. Our bus, my beloved bus sold. I took a deposit on it. The palm green, sand green window bus we've had for almost a year. I wasn't going to sell. I just threw like a like a feeler ad up. Immediately a bunch of fish hit the hook. They're not making 1958 buses anymore, guys. So um, had this car enthusiast. He does car commercials. Came out. Jeff, super cool cat. Immediately put a deposit on it. Um, people around the world. I had Belgium, France. Australia, everybody was hitting me up for this thing. So it's going to be gone. Uh, we did a four-figure Prius repair this week. Who says that people won't drop money on a Prius? Now, I'm not talking a new one. I'm talking an old one, like sub-2010 old. Um, so, so, yeah, a lot of good repairs. Right now, our goal, we're trying to raise our average repair total of to 1000 and up. Um, and we're just about there, which is good for a dent, dent and spot shop. So imagine that if your average person that comes through the door is worth a thousand bucks, yeah, it's doable. And we're just we're just sniffing that that line right now. And here's something fun you guys might find interesting. We I've had two negative reviews on Yelp. Yep, it happens. If you service volume people, you're gonna catch somebody that you just don't connect with, or maybe you drop the ball, maybe I drop the ball, uh, or we did everything right and the customer just wasn't you know you couldn't please them. You know, you ever had a situation like that? Maybe with a woman, couldn't please her. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> um, am I speaking from experience? Let's not go there. Uh, so, yes, this customer, I didn't even realize that my son Hunter's been, that helps out at the front. Like, you recognize who that dude is, right? I'm like, nah, it was a dude and the wife. He's, he's the guy that left the, ne the negative review. We never even fixed his car, but he was pissed because we refused his insurance. This guy had like third tier insurance. And I said, oh, we don't deal with 30 year insurance. All this time I've been spending with you and going over the car and what we're going to do and getting the parts ready. Now all of a sudden you tell me you can't help me? Negative review. But then he still brought the car, his wife's car back, a Toyota Crown, by the way. You ever heard of a Toyota Crown? Apparently there's only like four in the United States. So it's this brand new model. And uh, yeah, why are you bringing your car to us if we're such crappy service people, right? And... The same thing happened with the other person, which I've talked about, David and his wife with their Lexus. Even though we were supposedly so horrible, they brought their car back again after that really bad incident to fix it again, a different, different damage. So you tell me, if we're so bad, 
and these people are leaving negative reviews. Wouldn't they, shouldn't they, couldn't they, wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't choose another service, another shop? I postulate. I would say yes. I would say yes. It's, it's weird that we've had two negative reviews in the past 10 years, and both of these people, after the fact, came back for, for repairs. That tells me that the, the, the review process is a little broke, right? All right, anyway, five-figure repairs. Bryce Kelly, look it up. Go find it if you can, if you're interested. Paul Corden, Facebook group or others. We're going to get him on the pod. So if there's any business you should seek out, it's the best-paying customers, and you should be offering the best services that are the best for you. Least amount of friction that you can you can emulate, repeat, and, and flip. No matter what kind of, I don't care if you're a hairstylist. Why should you be doing bang trims for 25 bucks when you could be doing cutting colors or extensions, you know, or wigs or whatever, and be making, you know, four figures, four figure repairs, if you will. Why two figures? You should be mid threes, if not fours, if you're a hairstylist. Do two of those a day. You should be, every hairstyle should be banging four figures a day. $10,000 plus a month. Abso-freaking-lutely. And if they're not, it's the same thing as an auto body or any other service business. What are you doing? Why, you, only, you have finite time. Why waste it? You can always make money. You can um, If you can make time, I'm all in. I'm buying. Let me know. Message me. Hey, Brian, I got a time machine. Bitching. Let's get on board. All right. I've actually had several people this week come in and say, literally, just they just kind of saw the whole thing, took it all in, and they were speaking out loud. How can big body shops can even compete with you guys? And I said, exactly. Uh, it's so refreshing that, that either just by sheer chance you figured that out, or maybe in my marketing communication, I've kind of led you down this path. But you're right, they can't. We are literally disrupting the auto body industry. And that's not a big deal to a customer because that's kind of personal with us. All they care about is getting the best service and not paying a lot of money and having it timely. Eventually, insurance is not, is not going to have a choice, are they? They're going to welcome us, aside from hail, and you know these spot repair shops like ours and others are take a, going to take a slice of the, the minor, let's call it the sub $3,000 repairs. All of them. You know, Can you guys picture how much money that is across the United States or worldwide? It's a few dollars here and there. Yeah, it's a couple, it's a couple bucks. So big dents, five figures. Who are they? Number one, get your pencil out, get your crayon, get your eraser. Number one, who are you targeting? Are you targeting cheap, cheap customers for this stuff? No, no. These are luxury cars. I mentioned the Porsche with Bryce. Most people with a 2005 Prius are not going to drop 10 grand for a repair. So number one, you're looking for people with luxury, sports luxury. Luxury, hyper luxury. The price point of the car is usually going to be well over 50 grand. Okay. The average price of a new car is like 40 or 45. So 50 really doesn't even qualify as luxury if you think about it. It's probably closer to 70, 75 nowadays, right? And often over 100. Number two, the customer is educated. They know that painting is bad. They know that car hacks, the car facts, the car vehicle history report is bad. Muy malo, my Spanish speaking brethren. Okay, Boxster comes in, Porsche Boxster, 2006 vintage, blue, Canyon Runner, the guy's up running the Los Angeles uh, Crest Highway up in L.A. If you watch any videos where, where they're doing these canyon runs in mountainous 
territory. It's usually Porsches and other stuff, and they're doing videos. The Angels Crest Highway is usually where they're filming it. This guy was there, hit some sand, drove off the road, either hit hit a dirt wall or, or hit a guardrail. I couldn't quite understand his English. But, yeah, I said that. Um, and he... Uh, he wanted to fix the car. His bumper definitely needs needs paint and body. So he has no choice. It's plastic. He's, he's like, I'm offended with these scratches. Let's just buff it. Jimmy Buffett, rest in peace. And, or just PDR the dent. But do not paint. I, I'd rather leave the scratch for when I sell the car, people will see what I've got versus repainting. I'm like, you know what? You get it. I go, what about insurance? He's like, no, hells no. Okay. And this isn't even expect. This is a 15000 Not even that. Probably a ten or twelve thousand dollar car. He gets it. Is it going to be a five figure repair? No. Is it going to be a four? Yes. So luxury customers educated knows painting's bad. No knows the painting is 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 bad. On the on the Bryce car, that car's a three hundred thousand car three hundred thousand dollar car. You're going to see it's a GT3 RS. Okay. Imagine just a fifteen percent reduction on three hundred grand. 30, that's, no, it's more than 30 grand, right? Let's see, 30 would be 10. So this would be $40,000, right? If my math is right. I think it is. It could be, it could be more than that. I think it's, I think it's 40. And Bryce only charged like 10 or 11 grand, and it would have been $40,000 reduction by doing insurance, let alone, the, the other elephant in the room, guys, is the emotion. It's these customers like the Prius guy that just came here and dropped $2,400 on his $5,000 Prius. You might be thinking, come again? What? Yeah. Mint green, paint peeling, couple dents, mostly paint work, $2,400? Yeah. And he was happy because he's keeping it and that he loves his Prius. Financially, does it, is it a good math decision? No, of course not. But it's an emotional deal. So a lot of times these are in concert with each other, guys. It's not just, is this a good math equation like the gentleman with the GT3 RS? Of course that penciled out mathematically. But there's probably more to the equation. And it's the feels. What does the customer feel about the car? Is he leasing it or she leasing it? And they're going to turn it back in a year? Or do they own it? That's one of my first questions. And it's a little personal, so you got to be kind of tactful. And I try to tell the customer, I'm, I shoot them straight. Hey, there's different repair options here that I'm going to mention, but it also goes based upon are you leasing or owning? Because that's going to be in your best interest to know that. And then I can direct you with a couple options down each road. And people get that. They're not offended. Just You just got to frame the question the right way, right? So, and think about it. It's got to be customer repair, customer pay, excuse me. Insurance will want to paint and replace parts often cheaper. They could have probably repaired that. Eh, now nah, I, I, I would say no. It would have been more than 10 or 11 grand. Probably been like 20, 25, 30 grand also. Because they probably replaced the quarter panel. And on a car like that, eh, yeah, you're dropping some money. So, but a lot of times the repairs we do, the conventional repair is cheaper. And I charge the customer more. Why? Because my time to fix a Macan door versus just replacing or paint and body, it might take me longer. A doorting, I'm going to crush a, a, an auto body tech. But if I've got nine dents in the door of a Macan that's braced up, and some of them are really deep because of the velocity and the, the, the mass of that, that e-bike hit that, that door was insane. Yeah, 
yeah, it's going to take me 10, 12 hours. So I've got to be charging good money. You know what I'm saying? So charge more than conventional auto body. Your pricing, marketing. You have to make yourself aware to the segment. You have to market so that hyper luxury or luxury sports car people will know about you. If not, if that tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, did it fall? If you're offering big dent repairs and nobody has heard of you or can't find you, you're not going to get those customers. You've got to be better at marketing. And that's what this whole podcast is about, guys. That's what we talk about. And now you can kind of see the gravity of it. It's one thing to know how to take the dent outs and remove and perform the process. Yeah, of course, you have to have the skills. That's number two on the list here. But I take that as kind of a given. To me, that's easy. I know... I would say a majority or a large portion of very skilled techs know how to do these repairs. But I would say a very small minority of these people know how to find them. So therein lies the crux. Brian, I could do these repairs, but where do you get these GT3RS customers? I'm not going to break down the heavy. This isn't going to be a big marketing tutorial. We get into this. Go dig up all the half of the 800 plus episodes we talk about marketing and this is the fruits of the labor this is this is the juice from the lemon man the juice is worth the squeeze and bryce squeezed it pretty hard we all should be squeezing that for that juice right so marketing skills pricing comprehension of the math do the math show the equation to the customer because not all customers are going to come through your door or call you and understand the math and you don't want to be selling Okay, you want to be storytelling. Tell the story of how others have done it and do it and it made sense for them and why it may, might be good for them. Get into the math. People love math. Maybe not doing the equations, but they, they trust math. They may not trust you. They don't know you, but they trust math. And, you know, be comfortable pricing 2x and up of conventional repair prices. Because you understand, and hopefully they in turn will understand the benefits for them. Not just the car, but the emotional benefits, right? I mean, it's nuts. Bryce is working on that $300,000 car. And he saved more than just the money to tell your value. He preserved more than just the car. It's the emotional value for the car. You know, 11000 I think it was ten or eleven grand, right around there. He saved the client at least thirty grand. Not including the emotional value, which is maybe some would say priceless, right? You know, and if it if it's a Prius, you know, that's worth five thousand, and we charge fifty percent of the value just to to improve on it for the customer, I identified the emotional pain from that customer and gave him the service that he wanted. And not everybody's going to do that. Not everybody's going to see the story, are they? They're not going to listen to you. They're just going to shut down, and they're going to go to Mako. Let them. You're not going to win. The key to this equation is twofold. It's number one, you understand it so you can therefore demonstrate. Because if you don't understand it, you're going to be all tongue-tied and twisted and, and they're not, you're not going to be able to display the math and you're not going to know how to read their, their emo and it's just not going to happen. Bryce does. And there's a good handful of other people that are getting, getting into it that do across the United States as well and it's growing, which is good for all of us. Because that means people are going to understand it. Oh, man, you guys do this kind of stuff? I just thought it was the body shop. Yeah. And isn't it good that they don't think we're the, the, the air quotes, the body shop? We're not. 
We're the spot repair shop. We're the smart shop. Smart repairs. Put any moniker you, you, on it, but I hope you don't call yourself a body shop because we aren't. We're a whole different thing. We're a whole new thing. And believe it or not, that has a lot of gravity, what I'm saying. That really should be the lead-in for this whole entire podcast. Because it's perception is reality. If people perceive us as different, that will be reality. And then they'll tell other people, and then it's going to help us all in the future. It already is helping us now, right? Flashback 20 years ago, I couldn't get easy retail. Fast forward to the current times, people know about what, what we do. The awareness is built into society. But they still don't know about this big stuff, do they? They just think door dings and dents still. Oh, I didn't realize you guys could take on this huge-ass, massive, jolly green giant shit. Yeah, we can. And we're damn good at it. And we're damn way better than the body shop. We had a guy come in with us to uh, Toyota Tacoma. And he's like, oh, man, I didn't realize you guys did all this stuff. I just dropped off my Porsche at, at freaking Caliber. They're fixing my quarter panel, and they're saying it might total out. I really don't want it to total out. And I, I wanted to tell the guy, as, as he was walking around our shop, and he sees Porsches here, and we had a Maybach and everything else, he's, I'm like, maybe you should pull that car out of Caliber and get it over here, ASAP. But I'm not going to say that. If he didn't, I mean, he should have already figured that out walking through the shop. And now if we really were kind of slowish and we really needed it, I probably would have prompted that that little machine. I would have primed the pump. But if he didn't get it, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Your car might total out, and you wanted to keep it. Otherwise, they're going to fix it, maybe cut off the quarter panel. I, I never even saw the damage. But he's like, yeah, it looks like you guys could do stuff like that. I didn't realize that. Now I do for the next time. Okay. Sounds like the time is right now, but either way. But that's the awareness. A lot of people still don't have it, and that goes back to that's the number one thing on my, my list for you guys. Market so people find out about you. They become aware of you. You damn well better have the skills. You better know how to price it. And that's it. And then rinse, repeat. So there it is. Go check it out, guys. Like I said, it's all over social media right now. The quickest way is just find it on Paul Cordon's, the PDR Pricing Facebook group. Give a little shout out. Hey, maybe say, you know what? Brian at the uh, Million Dollar PDR Podcast sent me here to check this out. I'd appreciate that, but you don't have to. But yeah, leave comments, guys, please. That's going to help us out. Please leave any comments, questions. The PDR hotline's open 24 hours a day. Brian J. Jump at Gmail or catch instant message me on uh, Denco PDR on the gram, Facebook message, whatevs. Hopefully, we'll, like I said, we'll have Mr. Kelly on. Um, and that's it. So, yeah, we'll have a podcast. I'll probably do it live from uh, Laguna Seca next weekend. Maybe I'll get my uh, dumbass friend to hop in. He can tell you a little bit about his uh, his racing escapades if you want to hear about uh, a dude who retired young and races part-time and basically just sits around his house and swims in his pool and, and trades stocks occasionally. It's a horrible life. Horrible. So, anyway. All right, man. Love you guys. Appreciate you. It's that time. You made it to the end. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, without further ado, thank you, and we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.